By the way, by, by, by the way, would you like to talk about the fact that Braun Strowman has a YouTube video where he where he reviews guns, which is the most terrible guy, like, terrifying <laughs> goddamn thing on earth. Like, Braun Strowman yeah. could already kill me. Now he could kill me from a distance, like a greater distance than he already could by throwing something at me and likely killing me on impact. As a matter of fact, he doesn't shoot the guns at you. He throws them <laughs> with <laughs> more deadly accuracy. Yeah, I was going to say, with pinpoint fucking accuracy, too, it's horrifying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Braun Strowman, and he just unhinges his jaw, eats the gun, and then spits. And then it just launches a bullet across. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fight Boys, the podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the bee, the plattest man on the planet, Blake Tanner! I bought a bunch of new plaid shirts this week, actually, just to add to my collection. <laughs> Pretty great. Say, please tell me that's how you spent Black Friday. It was going around all the <laughs> department stores being like, ooh, two for one. And he was ooh. like taking hits of his vape and doing the Braun Strowman voice. He was like, give me the plaid! <laughs> Excuse me, sir, can, can I help you today? Plaid! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, apologize to everyone with headphones and that other voice you guys hear heard of course no. is the <laughs> is the lord of the smart side himself the dylan welcome back after like 50 weeks i mean well it was the fact that like i had to go pick up my significant other at like the middle of the night when y'all were recording because it yeah. was already after i got off work at the middle of the night and then last week you were sick as shit so like really t those last two weren't my fault yeah <laughs> it was me oh. and your significant other. Let's just say that out loud on the podcast. All right. Uh, God, guys. So Dylan's been on a magical adventure in the meantime, though. I touched tips with Kenny Omega. I was going to say, I heard you went to some small-time indie fed that came to your town. It was pretty awesome, wasn't it? It, it was. It was. Ring of, Ring of Honor came to, back to Lakeland. Didn't play in the same part of it. Like, apparently there's a smaller area, like... Do you remember when we like walked in and you walked to the right and that was where that was? Well, yeah, there was yeah, a gun yeah. show there. So you took a left instead. <laughs> That's where the gun show... I want you to know the irony of everybody wearing Bullet Club shirts and then a gun show taking place was... Oh, it was palpable. I could feel it. I could no, feel it in the air. I would love if they had like people like, well, what are you here for? Are you here for this? And like people in Bullet Club shirts are like, obviously you're here for the gun show. And they're like, what? No. What the fuck? What's a gun? <laughs> We're not Braun Strowman. Wait, is is Carl Anderson over there? Hell yeah, man! Let's do this. Ooh. No, that was. But it was a. Uh, it was uh, it was really really cool. Um, I found out. So so it turns out I'd been false advertising our ability to uh to pander to Chuck Taylor because he didn't have a meet and greet. Oh uh, no! Oh damn it! It was. Oh, you have no idea. Like, 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 I, I, I probably said no in the car when I read that tweet. <laughs> Lisa was I, just like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't get to meet Chuck Taylor. Well, no. <laughs> All the weeks of preparation just gone down the drain, man. Yeah. Now I'm so glad I didn't bring the, the, uh, the, the dust watch shirt. Cause I wouldn't even have been able to give him to him. But, Guys, uh, you, you know, you know, Chuck was on Twitter, received a tweet from at Fight Boys 
Hey Chuck, my buddy Dylan's gonna be coming down there. Well, I ain't doing a fucking meet and greet then. No. <laughs> Fuck, it's not these guys again, damn it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the reason they did it, and this is no lie, is because like, so they had the Bullet Club. So they had the Bucks. Then it was uh, Adam Page. Then yeah. it was fuck. Who was who was next? I think then it was Kenny. Then it was Cody, and like you, they had you. First off, you had to, it was like fucking. You know that episode of South Park where Cartman buys his own amusement park and he goes on the rant about fast passes. Yeah, the line to get in another line. You had to do that shit for the meet and greet. You had to get in the line to get tickets for the meet and greet, or you waited in another fucking line. And then if you met the Young Bucks, you had to get out of the line and get back in the line again because the Young Bucks were a separate line because it was the Young Bucks. Yeah. No Marty. So they were like, you could be all of being the elite except Marty's girl. Yeah, I would. I'm so pissed. Because I'm now still one signature short of having my shirt be complete. <laughs> so now i got to track Marty's ass down the next time ROH is in Florida next year. Yeah. Ah, oh, God, it was it was infuriating. So it was like them, Dalton Castle, um, fucking How ta- How tan King. was Dalton? How tan was uh, Dalton? Far less tan than he was last year. But he was wearing like a dress shirt and then flip-flops and then just like, like NBA in the 70s, like short shorts. Uh, yes. Also, also, if you're going to watch ROH uh, television in the next coming weeks, you have to watch the contract signing uh, for for the final battle match where Cody comes out no shit in a fucking fur coat like a pimp from like <laughs> this is from from uh, Superfly and like underboss shades on has has like. As Brandy with him, has guys serving him, like, fancy cheese and wine. Dalton Castle comes out, shirtless, of course, wearing, yeah. like, aqua, aquamarine uh, fucking uh, boat shoes, like, tight-ass pants, and uh, a jacket that has feathers along the collar. Then he gets up in the middle of before the contract even starts for Ian Rickabody and, go, and he looks at Cody and says, You look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds... I, I, I'm sad I didn't get a picture taken with him just for that, just to like show more appreciation. I follow uh, Wrestling Without Context on Twitter, which is where they just post the most ridiculous shit. From, and I feel like that exact segment will be featured on Wrestling oh, Without yeah. Context. <laughs> both, both sides of it. Both the part where Cody's just wearing a fur coat and then that. But anyway... Moving on with my story. Uh, so I didn't get a picture taken with the Bucks because they didn't have the Super Kick Party belts with them or the Six yeah. Man belts with them. So at that point, I was like, "This is exactly the same as Supercard of Honor, except the lighting is terrible." Uh, right. I did get my I did get my picture taken with Adam Page, and Adam Page was so nice in like the half a minute that I spent talking to him and like getting a picture taken to him that I now fully support Adam Page going forward, both in Bullet Club and out of it. Oh my god, I think, I, I realized last weekend, and I think it was, well, or not last weekend, weekend before last, when I was watching War Games, I think I met Roderick Strong, but I don't know if I did or not, <laughs> and I also think that's why I like Roderick Strong, because I went to, this was a long time ago, I went to meet, it was Kevin Owens' like last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, and so I was like, I have to go meet him, and it was this awesome moment, because I walked up to Kevin, and they were like, you can either get an autograph or take a picture with him, and I walked up to Kevin, I was like, hey man, I don't, and he just immediately starts signing shit, he's like, come over man, let's take a picture together, and I'm like, oh, okay Kevin, 
And then I was like, hey, hey, we're going to go into business for ourselves, all right? Hey. <laughs> I'm pretty and sure then- Kevin Owens already knew, like, like in his head, figured out how much money he was going to make once he hit the main roster six months after he made it to NXT because he believed in himself, and he was just like, I'm fine. Yeah, and then, then I, I was like, this. well, now I have this extra ticket. Who the fuck's this guy? And it's just Roddy just kind of chilling there, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, not much, man. We just talked for a few minutes as he signed a picture for me, and I was like, all right, cool. Oh. Well, you have you a good one. Hey, thanks, man. But no, oh. I, I, I walked up and uh, I told Adam that I owed him the 20 bucks from Supercard of Honor. Because I did. Because I found out after I had like walked away from him that I had the 20 bucks that he said I could have paid him the previous time. So he signed my shirt. Uh, or the have I, have I told the story on this podcast of how I have the, the shirt signed by down like nine-tenths of the Bullet Club? <laughs> Well, firstly, I don't think I know the $20 story. Oh, yeah. No, I, while you and, like, Liesl and my friend James were all in line for the Hardys, I was just over there, and he was just standing there. I had a brief conversation with him where I asked him if uh, he had gotten in trouble for taking just a random rope through, like, cus- customs and security. Yeah. And he said he was like, I did leave it I did leave it in a noose one time. That was a, That was a bit of an issue. <laughs> but he was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll like do the stuff right now for if you got twenty bucks in cash, you don't need the ticket. And I had like eighteen dollars in my wallet. I was so sad, and I don't think he believed me that I only had eighteen. I thought, I think he thought I was trying to jip him. And then I found two dollars in my back pocket later, and I was just like, God damn it! I feel like such an asshole because that was before Adam Page was like being on the elite and was real cool. I was like, I feel like I feel like he thinks people are dicking dick him over. So yeah. I like showed up. I was like, like put it down. I was like, Nah, I owe you this from before. And he was like, Well, God bless you, man. Like, come, come over here. He's like, Don't worry if you can't get all this in the picture. It's hardly like, like, like gesturing. <laughs> <his face. laughs> Hands the six man belt to me. We take the picture. I like, I, I told, I told, I was like, Oh man, you're doing great. He was like, Well, God bless you, man. Like, thank you. And I was like, God bless you. And I'm not religious. That was like the first time I said God bless you back to somebody in like, like six years at this point. But yeah. Like, like he was oh. so goddamn nice and humble that I was just like, I hope you become like world champion. You, you nice, like, like well mannered southern piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good dude. I am not gonna insult your Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I, I know it was one of those moments. I have, I haven't had too many of those, but I've met like, like several people where I was just like, no, dude, you, you are clearly not. No, no, there's no, there's no honor to be gained from this. No, bless you, man. You have a great day. Yeah. Uh, and then I stood in the line for fucking Kenny, um, who looked jet lagged as fuck. And he said later, like taking a promo, that he was jet lagged because he he just looked tired. He wasn't even personalizing the signatures for things. He just like wrote his signature on like a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kenny, for all of these like twelve signatures, you just wrote Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even write his name though. It's just like a K and like a thing and then like the Omega sign and like you're just like okay, obviously, obviously. Yeah. Him. He's he at, be, after being the elite, he's clearly written of like a million signatures yeah but uh i did i did take the one where we once we did in touch tips and i'm gonna hold on to that picture forever even though like the lighting just makes me look like a fat gremlin um, well can i just say like <laughs> can i just say like blake a long time ago pointed out a problem with me in photos <laughs> with wrestlers and it's it, it it's a common problem amongst fans where in every photo i took unless i was with a member of the bullet club i just held up a fist <sighs> so if you look at me in wrestling photos i almost always have a fist up every photo i've seen dylan in with a wrestler he looks like satan himself 
I'm like, Jesus, the lighting is terrible. But I've realized why it it's is. because Dylan is Dylan's roughly five feet above where any lighting would be, so it all comes from underneath. Like are you afraid of the dark? I did love the yep. I did love the text you sent me after like sent like the hey like the, the message which was holy fuck, I just realized you make any Omega look like a small human. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, damn, he's so small. <laughs> You tall, tall motherfucker. God, you are right, Scotty. Yeah, Dylan, are you, looking you at the are. Photo? Uh, you look like you are the the number of the beast yeah. <laughs> arisen, son of Sam. You just <laughs> about to come. Well, speaking it, of- it also didn't help that like like I was really. This sounds terrible. I was really bloated that day. Like, I took a shit that night and lost five pounds. No <laughs> So, like, like terrible picture. I look I look way fatter than I actually am. Yeah. Oh, and then, the, and then, the, and then like, like the actual TV lighting was right there, because they had Kenny at the very end. And yeah. then there was that. And then I tried to t- we tried to take, like, the, the elite photo with um, with me and Liesl, and the guy p- snapped the photo before Liesl got her arms over, so he just has one arm randomly up. So we've named that picture the Dirt Bucks. Um, the Dirt Bucks. I, I'm looking at that one right now. Yeah, I yeah. had that. Ha- I've had that happen before because I used to try to do back. Um, it was back when Colt Cabana and Marty used to do the rip 'em from uh, No Holds Barred in all the photos. Mm-hmm. I used to try to do the rip 'em because I. It was the same time Blake pointed out I always did a fist, so I was like, "Well, now I've got to change it, so I'll do rip 'em." It was. It's not. It's, and it's a specific type of fist. You held your fist up, like, um, up to your chest, and you held it out, just like you're waiting for a sweet fist bump from whoever you're in the picture with, and they're looking at you like, I'm not gonna touch this dude. A series of photos in which a young ginger man gets rejected for fist bump. (laughs) That's the name of my... That's the name of my biography. But the problem... The problem with trying to do a rip-em is it's not like an easily achieved hand sign it takes work you gotta be like okay do this now bend the one finger now pop it up so there are multiple photos where my hand goes up and it just kind of gets this weird gimp motion of me being like nope that's not right yeah that's how it that's how it fell for for that one but I do. I still have the. I still get to tell. I still lead off conversation with other wrestlers. Like, yeah, I've touched tips with Kenny Omega. Wait, with other wrestlers? No, so other you wrestling watch... fans. Oh, so okay. Other... Also, so so there are here. I'm just gonna go on a tangent because there were g- many great moments during during that ROH uh, thing. Um, and observations. Uh, one observation is that I believe every single person who went to that taping got a picture taken with Kenny Omega because they were there until after the dark match. And then they came back during intermission. And that's how long it took to, for every single person with a ticket for Kenny to take a picture with Kenny. Like Cody was vastly overshadowed. If they ever do, if they ever do that angle in being the elite, they're going to be like, and then there were those times you came to my promotion and got more fucking meet and greets. Like Kenny Omega made like six thousand dollars in meet and greet. Like at bare minimum. Like that's after ROH took their part. Damn. And then uh, I, I'm also uh, I'm expecting just like tired Kenny Omega. Just like at this point he's drawn fake eyes on his eyelids <laughs> and he's just standing up um asleep just taking pictures with people. Oh no, absolutely. But the uh, the other great meet and greet part was so I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Matt Taven and the Kingdom. 
Like, I, like yeah. I didn't really get them when they got there. I have bec- they have moved up in status because of the shit they pulled during intermission at this show. So what happened was they came out, and I called Matt Taven a Melvin as I went to go get water, which highlight of highlight of my life for me. Um, but they went up. They went to the merch table. Matt Taven, with his goofy-ass fucking stick, got on top of the merch table and started giving a goddamn sermon to an <laughs> to a increasing crowd of people talking about the kingdom conspiracy and how if you, like, if you abandoned your, like, nerdy virgin like kissless virgin life and bullet club t-shirt and bought this kingdom t-shirt you would get laid tonight and just started taking people out of the crowd who were like by who like who wants to change their life and like as they did just like roasting that person but talking about how their life was going to be better now my favorite of which was this guy showed up and he was just like who's this 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 man who's going to change his leo rush haircut is <laughs> going to get laid tonight he also did it for for like a small child, <laughs> like a freezing oh child. God. Oh, it was it was great. Matt Taven clearly had stopped giving a fuck at this point. Yeah, I have. To, oh, I, that's I, have to, I have to tell you, it was it was it was great. I kept coming back to it, and I kept being really tempted to pay twenty dollars for a kingdom shirt. But then I realized I would then own a kingdom shirt. And yeah, then that, <laughs> that killed all of it for me. But it was it was it was amazing. Like they. Matt Taven, if he ever See, does get called up to to WWE, is going to rival Adam Cole in terms of just like raw charisma, overpowering the fact that you don't really look like you could be a wrestler. Yeah, nice. But uh, oh man, the actual. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. I was just gonna say like that's what I like about going to smaller indie shows where there's like one or two big names because they suddenly stop giving a singular fuck. Like, I went, I almost got into a fight for Joey Ryan's lollipop once, and there is video on YouTube to prove it. He was like, He was with a small child as well. No, no, no. (laughs) It was another grown man, which makes it even sadder, as we both ran (laughs) to the gate, and Joey was just like, All right, you two are gonna have to fight for it. And the other guy jumps the gate, runs in, and I was like, Well, fuck, I don't want. I'm like, I ain't got those mad hops, dude. I got a lot, but I ain't got mad hops like that. And so then I uh, then I solemnly lost my lollipop. But Joey had two other matches that night. It was a tournament. And both other times he came out, I was like, give me the lollipop, Joey. And he just looks over like, no, I'm going to use it in the business of this match instead. So go fuck yourself. And I was like, hey, oh. Joey Ryan. I, no, you don't. I would like to say... That's the best when somebody responds to you with a simple no. No. That was also the same show where Oleg, the usurper from Chikara, became my favorite wrestler of all time. Because everyone else was just kind of sitting behind their merch table like, alright, let's see if anybody's gonna buy anything. Oleg was just walking around like this giant fucking Skyrim ass looking motherfucker just pimping around like, hello children, are you having a good day? Yes, come to me. And I remember walking in and no one there, this was like the South, no one there knew what Chikara was. And I remember walking in and I had met Oleg at a Chikara show in Philadelphia and he looks over at us and he's like, my friends, how are you? Come here, my brother, shake my hand like Viking. And I'm like, okay, Oleg. And he's just like, why are you down here? Like, this is where we live. Why? <laughs> and and you're still trying to answer that question. <laughs> 
Uh, was that the time that you got Oleg to cut a promo on me when I was in fucking... <laughs> yes, it was! Yes, it was! <laughs> so, I was sitting there and I was texting Blake about Oleg. And I was like, Oleg's really cool. Oleg's awesome. And Blake sent back, kill him. Which, in retrospect, I think was he saying, Oleg, kill him. But it sounded like he was telling me to kill Oleg. So I told Oleg that. And he's like, what? How dare you say this to the mighty Oleg? And I went, I have a phone with a camera. I'm going to need you to say everything you're about to say into this camera. And then I sent it to Blake. And he cut. I sent it on Snapchat. So there's like 10 seconds. But Oleg went on for like 30. I'm just like, I will rip your teeth and punch them down your throat, my brother. And that is not all. I will then consume you from the inside. And I was like, holy shit, Oleg. Thank Oleg, you. I need you to calm the fuck down, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, Oleg. That was also the same show uh, where uh, I was introduced to my favorite and simultaneously least favorite gimmick. I think we've talked about him. Rape face Ronnie Jenkins. <laughs> oh, yeah. He came out to the ring in an old creepy white van, pulled it up like Alberto Del Rio as 17... 17- oh, yeah. I remember this story. (laughs) 17 by Winger blasting and two underaged women on both sides of him. Oh, fuck. I was like, God, I hate and love this man. Oh, but you know what I I really love, Blake? Do you know what I really love, Dylan? I don't know. Letting me finish my story about my experience? (laughs) Damn it! Merch.loadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go and get all of your favorite superstars from the JWF, like Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and the Dylan. And then, of course, we have shirts for Fight Boys and a load of BS, the other podcast me and Blake Tanner do. Dylan, tell us your story. I'm so excited for it. Hey, can we keep all the merch plugs like that? That was awesome. <laughs> Way to set a precedent that, that, that Blake and I will now hold you to, Scotty. I have to become like Eminem and rap through every single one as fast as I can. Some of them would have a bar shirts. So, so, so I was going to, I, I was, I was only going to talk about two matches. One is the uh, the holiday uh, fucking five v five match that Ring of Honor does every year, where the world champion and whoever's facing the world champion, like Christmas present draft people. Oh yeah, that match. That match was crazy. And amazing, because it, it? it was Cody, Punisher Martinez, uh, Josh the Good, uh, the Goods Woods, I forget who the fuck else was, oh, uh, Scorpio Sky, who somehow made it to Ring of Honor, but good for him, and yeah. um, fucking, who's the other one in Motor City Machine Guns besides Alex Shelley? Chris Saban. Chris Saban. It was them versus Dalton Castle, um, fucking Hanson from War Machine, um, oh, god damn it! I hope Glacier. No, I wish. <laughs> that would have made my day, though. Jonathan Gresham, who is now going by the Octopus for some unknown fucking reason. Okay. Right? Right? Doesn't that seem like the kind of thing where you're just like, why, though? Does that is that necessary? Mm-hmm. Um, 
one other motherfucker who was so unnecessary for that match, I've forgotten them, though, if I remember, like, I'll probably remember it halfway through the story. And Marty, Marty Skrull was on the other team. Marty also <laughs> wrestled, Marty also wrestled, like, three matches that night, or at least two, because like, he, he did a singles match against somebody, beat them, and then came back and did this five-man. I don't Can know I just why. Say- I love the idea that Marty shows up and it's like the scene from Anchorman where they're all fighting and Brick suddenly appears on the other side's team and he's just like, Brick, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was essentially it because when he came out, Cody was also, also Cody cut an anti-Christmas promo. That yeah. was great. That was, I hate Christmas. I was like, everybody was like, yeah! Wasn't the reaction that should have gotten. Yeah. Um, no, Co- Cody is literally the embodiment of American capitalism. He should love Christmas. <laughs> spend, spend it now, make more later. Um, yeah. No, but uh, Dalton Castle's team won, but then, like, through shenanigans, uh, but then after the match... Like, uh, Marty was, like, consoling. He was like, no, no, no. And then he got in the ring and, like, started cheering. And then he was like, oh, oh no, no, no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Got out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> as I got to the ramp, as Cody, like, like walked out, he, he like, started jumping out. Like, yeah, I won. <laughs> Left. <laughs> that was really cool. Like, all the shenanigans. Like, it was a really, it was a really well put together match. Like, Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Chris Sabin was, like, a really good back and forth. Yeah, like Jonathan. Like I, I can see now why Jonathan Gresham is the champion for was it Powerbomb.net or whatever that other. Super what? Bomb. Yeah, there's another. There's another like Flow Slam esque uh, streaming service that has oh, like the. Okay. Well, you know how like the WWN has their championship, they have their their own, and Jonathan Gresham is that champion. Also, oddly enough, Stokely Hathaway is his manager, but like I, I really love Stokely Hathaway a lot. Also, Chuck also known as other Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Chuck Taylor TM. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but was... there was there was that match. That match was amazing. Um, there was a couple. Oh, uh, fucking Simon Grimm randomly showed up. Sorry, there's a third one because Simon Grimm showed up, and I forgot that the dirt sheets had said he would be there. So when yeah. he showed up, I was like, "That's right, that motherfucker still exists." Yeah, and he <laughs> he's still he, there. He teamed, with, he teamed with Flip Gordon against the Dogs, um, which is simultaneously like a terrible and yet endearing tag team um yeah. but he that match was was pretty pretty good obviously because flip gordon's there and he's really athletic but simon grimm had a ripcord fucking big boot that had like the most a looked and sounded so good that i started to support him like ah! like, wh- like it was just one move and i was just like that one move got me to be your fan again that was well done hmm. but um the main Can I event... just say, I, I just came up with a gimmick for the octopus, and it's that he's secretly in a tag team, but you don't know that because the other tag team member is on his back, and he now has four limbs. <laughs> At all times, he's in like a baby Bjorn on someone's chest and is just flinging his limbs wildly. Ah, uh, I, I expect that. I expect that. I, I expect that soon coming to the JWF. If you some. <laughs> What the octopus is cooking? Uh, but um. Yes, he talks like Zoidberg. Why not? Many people wonder what the octopus oh. is doing in the JWF. Hey, none okay. of us can do a Zoidberg. Who'd have thought? 
Boy, you can try. Why not? Sorry, sorry, Dylan. Finish your story. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm so close, you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, it's the main event. It's called uh, edging. <laughs> it's called edging. So um, <laughs> through Bullet Club rules, I got to see the Elite versus Rapungi best friends. Yeah. And Ooh. that was honestly better than the Hardys versus Young Bucks match I saw at Supercard of Honor. Like, that match was the greatest match I've ever seen live. Yeah. Like, better than anything at Mania. Like, like just, it was, it was, it, uh, probably because, like, four out of the six people in that match are, like, in my top ten favorite wrestlers currently wrestling. Yeah. But it was just, it was so, it was so fucking good. Like, uh, I almost stood up the whole time. Uh, also, there was just an unnecessarily fat man two rows ahead of us, blocking Liesl's view. So I feel bad about that. <laughs> also, oh. I, I wanted to talk, because, like, apparently we now have the shared view that the leader of the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks had a good match. Because when I, I went to a show in Philly a couple years back, and the main event of that one is still one of the greatest matches I've seen live, but that was... And I looked up AJ Styles and Young Bucks, and it immediately came up. So that just shows how good this was versus uh, Matt Seidel, Cedric Alexander, and ACH. And I just remember the ending of this match. Oh, where they, they... killed the fuck out of my Matt Seidel? Yeah, where it was just like two super kicks, uh, picks him up for a Styles clash, another super kick. Then fucking drops him on his face. Then they pick him up, hit a Meltzer driver. And I'm like, you guys are just trying to kill Matt Seidel. That's all that's happening right I, now. I, I, I think I think the one I remember was that they did the uh, the super kick party, which was the double super kick. And then they freaking um, did the style. I think it was the styles clash into the Meltzer driver. Oh, my God. Like, like where it was just like, well, that man is that man is beyond dead. That is, yeah. he is super dead now for forever. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! It was the one where they did the assisted uh, indie taker, and then Matt hands off Matt Seidel's corpse to AJ. Oh, that's right. And then AJ does the Styles Clash, and you're just like, you can count to a million. Oh wait, no, 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 no. He should, he should, you forgot. He should not be alive. You before you before they hit the style before he hits the Styles Clash. Oh yeah, they super kick him again. <laughs> they hit a second super kick on him. It's so good. Oh, beautiful. I, I don't care. Like, I know they're kind of divisive in a lot of, like, smart circles or whatever, but you can't pay me enough to dislike the Young Bucks ever. Yeah, so. I always... Them good Christian boys. <laughs> I've blanked, I've based me and Blake's entire podcast career around us being the Young Bucks of podcasting. Well, our hope is to one day buy ads for the table for everyone. Our yeah, our goal is to one day buy an entire app full of like Applebee's full table of apps. One day, they're just like, "Sir, do you have? Do you guys have more people coming? Nope, it's just the two of us. Bring oh, us all the mozzarella sticks you can." Who was it that was telling a story recently that I heard about the Young Bucks? And like the first thing that they did before even looking at the menu was like one of every app. It was Marty. Marty was talking about... Oh, no, no, it was Joey Ryan. Joey was like, rock star move right there. They, <laughs> yeah. they were just like, Mickey, and then you one of every app. And he was just like, holy fuck, these guys. Uh-huh. And then, he, then, they, then they picked up the tab for the whole fucking table. Of course they did. They're the Young Bucks. 
because I remember years ago they were on uh, Cabana's podcast, and they were like, yeah, we heard about Cody Rhodes, where he would just buy the bill for the whole table. Ironically enough, he now works with them. But they were yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> like, the, like they're like, yeah, round of round apps on the bucks. Like, we make that kind of money. Whereas now it's the other way around, where now the bucks can buy everybody's food. And now Cody's yeah. like, yeah, round of apps, because I bought three new suits unnecessarily. Also a fur coat worth, like, half of one of your paychecks. <laughs> Man, I just feel I know that's that that day will come for me and Blake where we buy apps for the whole table. But afterwards, they'll be like, "Awesome, we're going to the bar. You guys want to come?" And me and Blake will be like, mm, "No, no, we don't." Oh, no, we what you no fail money. to mention, Scotty, is that this table is going to be comprised of you, me, and Dylan. <laughs> I feel like probably Liesl might show up and she'll eat a mozzarella stick and be like, this looks really sad, and then walks away. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm really happy we had a lot of stories to tell because not much has happened this two weeks. Two weeks in a yeah. row. I mean, like, we could probably just, like, fire off all of the things that we were going to talk about. Well, uh, no, no, no. Women's stables are now a thing, but they apparently only happen when they happen on both brands simultaneously. Um, With very similar gimmicks. And they have, yeah, I was going to say, and it's, it consists of one, um, like, punk goth leader, one shoot fighter, and then one blonde. That's, that's the, that's the formula. Oh my and god, I did blonde! And a blonde, Yeah. <laughs> What else could you describe them as other than the blonde? Although, can I just I mean, say? Well, it? no. The one Mandy Mandy Rose actually apparently has some personality. Liv Morgan is literally just carbon copy of Carmella. Yeah, I was. That was the biggest shock to me was the fact they were like, "What's up? We're gonna put her on the exact same show as Carmella and just not talk about it." <laughs> we're just. Gonna... I mean, she's like, she's like if um, <laughs> if Carmella and um. Oh, I'm blanking. Alexa Bliss had a baby. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. She, she's shorter, more hyped up. Yeah, yeah. Can I just and she say, got that. Uh, she got that pointy jaw. No, I'm she's calling. Cute pointy jaw. I'm calling that she steals the briefcase from Carmella and cashes it in successfully because <laughs> the referee doesn't realize. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, uh, that's her. That's probably her. That's fine. Uh, uh, see, they wear the same hat. It's cool. I do like how they copied the exact same match of like the people they attacked versus the attackers. Except, yeah. except on the Raw, the fucking, I think they called the Absolution, fucking decided to destroy two-thirds of the other tag team before they beat down Sasha Banks. Whereas the other ones were just like, no, nah, we don't need to do that. We, you're teaming with Naomi and, and Natty. Like, we don't, we don't need to take them up beforehand. You're clearly yeah. the only person worth it on this tag team. <laughs> Can I just say, um. I love the idea that, like, Monday Page comes out and is like, I dare you to come up with a worse name than Absolution. Then last, then Ruby Riot comes out and is like, Riot Squad with two T's. I see your absolution and raise you two T's, my dear. You have two T's. I said good day. Is Ruby, uh, is her official name now Riot with two T's? Yeah, they changed it. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. They did it for copyright purposes because you can't have the actual word, I think it's because you can't have the word Riot Squad because that is like, a real thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, and like WWE couldn't copyright that. But if they put two T's in it, then they're like, "Oh, this is clearly wrestling. All of this weird stuff is there wrestling, thereby wrestling related, and we can't catch liability flack for it later." 
Which would make sense <laughs> if they had only changed it to two T's back when she fucking debuted like eight months ago. The two T stands for terrible team. Um, yes. Oddly Just enough, it... I like their their trio more than uh, Paige's because their trio actually makes sense. There needs to be the three of them because they are they're neither none of them have enough star power on their own to face the rest of the SmackDown women's roster. Mm-hmm. Pages is just like I gained I gained followers. So it's yeah. like that is that is Bray Wyatt esque except with more makeup than when Bray was in drag. Yeah. I mean they're kind of still rehashing the original time that um two women came up from NXT and teamed up with Paige. Just more yeah. heel. Yeah, except except well well in this time we didn't just use their initials or or name them after a sex website. Yeah. Well, for me, I just it doesn't the team does none of it makes sense to me. Because at least when you had the original Women's Revolution and they brought up Becky Lynch and Charlotte, it was like, I know who the hell they are. They've had amazing things happen on NXT. And Ruby Riot, you could argue kind of has Ruby, had a good run. I feel like Ruby was pretty consistent on NXT, but they realized that like they had enough people there. They're like, oh, we can call you up. You have the alt like look that we can market for SmackDown. I, oh, I, 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 love, I could see that. I love Ruby, but it's a matter of it's like, we're going to call you up. Awesome. Also, you're going to be in a team with the Carmella ripoff and Crazy Mary Dobson. What if they on the bright side? They, Crazy Mary Dobson made it to the main roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. If they wanted to do this right with actual storytelling, they would act, they would add in the fact that these three women have completely different personalities that would lead to their split eventually. But this is WWE, and I don't trust them to do any storytelling whatsoever. I'm still, I'm still waiting. I'm like ninety percent sure this is going to lead to the fact that Daniel Bryan has slowly been trying to undercut Shane's authority. Like, oh, ever yeah. since after Survivor Series, and then that Daniel Bryan will ascend to, like, being the commissioner by, like, getting the roster to kick Shane out. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I also like that we have just glossed over Absolution. We're just like, yeah, that fucking shit happened. But also, <laughs> Ruby Riot's here! Yeah, I like, I'm happy that Paige w- is back, but until Paige does something noteworthy, other yeah. than have, like, two people that I kind of care about... Like I said, if Paige had come back and then gotten beaten down by those two other women, that would have been fine with me. Yeah, Good, puts her in a storyline, brings two people up, and then you got something. But no, mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah. the her, the whole her being like I started the divas revolution like again, like you know that every promo against a horsewoman is just like you get credit, but I did it too thing. Like there's none of that with the SmackDown ones. They're just like yeah, we're here and fuck you. Like, yeah. I, that's refreshing. There's no pretense of, like, what they're going to do. I'm just like, oh, okay, you're literally just here to whoop the shit out of people's shield style, but for the women's division. I can feel that. Like, they took Naomi out. They hit her with steel with the steel steps. That's, yeah. that's baller. I'm behind that. They finished the match by just, like, kicking Charlotte so hard that they could get the three count. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want. Can I just say, there's kind of an S&M vibe from Absolution. Not in the way they dress, but in the real, like, Page Mama took care of us. Page Mama brought us up. Page Mama gonna love us long time. I mean, I mean, well, given what we know about, about, about Paige, like, 
that could happen. Just keep the NXT Women's title away from her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How how long is it until Paige is standing in a ring by herself, just screaming, "You're all dead! You're all dead! You're all dead!" Oh God, that that was a pro- that was on par with the um, Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, like where he kept repeating it to the point where he got booze. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> I love this because not only is it creepy, it's also annoying people, and that's my favorite kind of heel promo. Yeah, and then like. That that promo led into something wonderful, of course. Oh, you which... mean where I cr- I screamed openly at my television? Because earlier in that day, I was watching. It was like probably like Wrestle Talk or something, and they were just like, "We've announced Matt Hardy might have his broken gimmick again soon." And then Bray Wyatt match happens, and then you just hear the Hardys theme start, and I went, "Oh, oh fuck, oh fuck, yes, oh." I mean, yes. he already. He came out, you know, he had his old hair back. He had the streak dyed in it, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Which I always like that streak, that streak boy. Good yeah. old Matt and that streak. Um, and then he just, he got beat, and he just started to delete. Well, that was it. It's because the minute he got beaten, they were playing it like, all right, Bray Wyatt's going to rock down the ramp. The end. Like, that's it. And I was like, oh, shit. So I guess that was just Matt kind of losing a match, and we're going to move on and see what happens next week. And then Wyatt's music cuts out, and it stays in the ring, at which point I think every wrestling fan at the same time has that simultaneous, oh, fuck, something's going to happen moment. And then you just hear, delete, delete, delete. And I was like, oh, it's It it was one of... It was one of those moments where you could tell, oh, they're not cutting to commercial. Something else is still going to happen. Which is always yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still immensely terrified, though. I'm still so scared of what they're going to do. I mean, they have already waited far too long, so. Yeah. I mean, apparently not, because that crowd was still going. Apparently, the pop for Hardy was huge, and the delete chants afterwards were still insane. So I don't know. I, I mean, and it's not like they waited on purpose. They were like, fuck, some crazy fucking crazy guy in Canada has just been like, no, you can't do it. Hey, that's not. Whoa, boy, that wasn't me. Okay, Buckaroo, I gotta, gotta go. That was like if Enzo was Canadian. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, oh, also, speaking of people who are just the most irritating... Mojo Raleigh's finally turning heel, and I'm really excited for it. He, he can, I think he's gonna, like, that annoying quality to a heel promo, I think Mojo can excel at that. I think he's gonna take everything Enzo is and make it five times better. Like, <laughs> and, I, like and, and I still won't give a single fuck about him. Well, <laughs> I think, cause Enzo is at least, I don't wanna say intelligent. But his character doesn't come off as a dumbass. He comes off as an I annoying mean, he little did, shit. He did challenge the entire division and be like, if you any of you touch me, you're none of you getting a title shot. And then yeah. Neville just came down and whooped the fuck out of him. <laughs> like, I can't believe you didn't see that coming. Yeah, uh, that was one thing. Uh, but I think Mojo, like, if Enzo and Sid Vicious had a baby, 
an adorable little dumb baby that just came out and said dumb shit and tried to be a heel. That's what Mojo's gonna be, and I'm gonna love every instance of finally having back a big, like, Ryback, Scott Steiner, dumb guy who just comes out and says funny shit. That's that's my favorite kind of heel, is a big dumb guy. And, and for all of his big matches, can we just get... Rob Gronkowski down here just to, can we just get Gronk just get are Gronk you, to win all of his matches are you proposing a Gronk heel turn <laughs> the Gronk heel turn I want you to know at Wrestlemania Mojo Riley will win the US championship with interference from Gronk no he's gonna <laughs> win the WWE title from Jinder Mahal proving that when Mojo and Gronk are in the arena Jinder will always be hindered Alright. <laughs> but when Gronk is in the arena, your chances go drastically down. down. Oh, but you know what never goes down, Blake Tanner? Now hold on, now you're no. the one sl- you're the one slowing the merch plug down now. <laughs> Patreon.com He's just kinda of hoping it won't happen. Patreon.com slash Fightboys, ladies and gentlemen. That's the only website where you can go to support these good Fightboys right here. And, of course, we do have perks over there, all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF. Just donate $1 a month, ladies and gentlemen. $1, and we will bring you in as a JWF jobber. You will be brought in, lose, and leave. But, of course, if you want more than that, donate $5. $5, ladies and gentlemen, over at Patreon.com slash Fightboys. And we'll bring you in. We'll give you a storyline, a full character like Scott Moore like Guy Fieri, like all the greats. Can I just say my favorite part of this plug is always implying that Guy Fieri has donated $5 to our <laughs> Patreon. Why and do you lie to these people, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> of course, if you want to go beyond that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a JWF champion, donate $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And we don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but we will make you a champion, but that's only if you donate over at patreon.com dot com slash fight boys which means boys it's time it's time it's time for everybody's favorite amazing the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in birmingham alabama that's right it's time for the jwf and after los trios tangos the most racist pay-per-view in the united states I made I made it a little <laughs> less racist by not using the normal Mexican hat dance, but instead like a new metal version of the Mexican hat dance. I'm like, no, 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 it's not racist anymore. It sounds cool. Changes it completely. Yep. Um, but of course, the landscape has changed. So many men have gone. We, of course, uh, the Dylan-faced... Momoa Curry in what was an absolutely vicious retirement match and after multiple upper dickers and spears the Dylan came out triumphant and unfortunately ladies and gentlemen Momoa Curry has been retired which I mean that was Blake that was a hard match to watch back wasn't it it was uh, I was definitely hard yeah okay and then (laughs) and then of course in addition to that ladies and gentlemen the VWO well some 
of the most vicious men we've seen in the JWF for long a long time, some of the most dominant champions. They have been removed from the company as well after losing their champion versus loser leaves town match. I don't know if that's what we called it, but screw it, that's what it was. Against the BSS, the team of Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, and Scotty's father, Scott Moore. Of course, the loser would be forced to leave as the VWO were. And the winners became champions. Of course, Blake Tanner got to keep his JWF World Heavyweight Championship. And we have a new JWF Tag Team Champion in the form of Scotty Moore and a man who we never thought we would see him team with, his father, Scott Moore. I mean, this is absolutely amazing. How did you guys react to seeing these two men get those titles? It was pretty fun. Uh, it was a great match overall. I think those boys really brought it. And now, you know what? We've got a lot of really strong champions. We've got a lot of strong champions. We've got a lot of strong contenders. And you know what? We're gonna let's we're gonna see how um, things uh, how how things settle out tonight. That's right. And of course, we've never seen Scotty Moore has never tagged with his father, just with with each other. Of course, there's always been Blake Tanner at his side. But now the team known as I2I, the team of Scotty Moore and his father Scott Moore are headed to the ring right now to prove themselves against these men known as Bananas in Pajamas. The team, what? Of, the team of Johnny Bananas and Joey Pajamas. Now, Scotty Moore, as these men are coming down to the ring, I think you're going to need to remind me who the fuck <laughs> these guys are. Well, Johnny Bananas, <laughs> did you, of course... Did you pick these people up in a fucking Walmart parking lot again? Well, Johnny Bananas has always been here watching, waiting for his moment, and this could be his moment. And he's brought what, in... in the bathroom, like, like cracked out on heroin? Like, what do you... And he's, he's brought in yeah. his second cousin, who works at the mill, Joe, Joey Pajamas. <laughs> the mill! <laughs> oh, <laughs> to face off... I... <laughs> I'm sorry. My favorite thing, and I hope the people at home catch up on this, it's not bananas and pajamas, it's bananas in pajamas, <laughs> which has a very awkward overtone to this tag team. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Gay incest, that's what the day we have needed. The South wasn't riddle enough with just normal incest. Yeah, I like how you needed to like, like try to bring it, in, try to bring it into the 21st century. It's only a redneck could being like, well, we want everybody to be in Q. Let's get the LGBTQ community in there. Get some gay incest going. Uh, hey, hey, don't, don't forget about the bananakin. The bananakin. <laughs> oh, okay. So bananas. The people that identify as bananas. Yeah. Yeah. It's so That's actually the, their mascot. It's actually a like like a like a it's a actually a, a midget in a banana suit. Oh fuck. <laughs> Guys, that's what the B stands for in LGBTQ. Please show respect. How can we make this worse? Come on. We've we've stepped our foot in this. Let's just double and triple down at this point. Uh, Listen, I already added a midget in a banana suit. What do you want from me? Is that their mascot? Is yes. that like their <laughs> the bulldog? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's coming down to the ring now. He's called the Bananakin. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this was supposed to be just like a one-off jobber that I came up with for no reason. 
but damn it, now we've got to somehow make bananas in pajamas <laughs> a constant tag team. Listen, you're constantly telling us that we have a thin roster that we need to expand. We're helping you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the idea that Johnny Bananas went to Captain Tibbs, and Tibbs was just like, man, Johnny, my constant compatriot, my brother-in-arms. We don't have many people. And he's like, I got a brother I fuck that works at the mill. <laughs> Let's bring him in. I uh, see we've moved up from cousins to brothers. <laughs> the incest wasn't strong enough. We needed to make it a little stronger. Speaking of uh. strong, Scott Moore starts this match off pretty strong, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to Hit point it. off that your father has like has gotten way more money out of his fucking five dollar investment than he should have based on your plug at the beginning of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a, a strong showing, though, taking down Joey Pajamas with a huge clothesline, sending Pajamas to the ground, and what is the beginning of an absolutely amazing match? Um, you know, Scotty, uh, Captain Tibbs has always told me that Johnny Bananas is the best brother fucker he's ever known. Brother Johnny Bananas! <laughs> oh, my... Also, if the brother fucker isn't Mojo Raleigh's new gimmick nickname... <laughs> Okay. Why would it be? Because he's a bro. Who would, who would sign off on that and be like, yeah, we're going to drop PG and add incest. That's how he gets you over as a heel. Now let me tell you something. If there's anybody who wants to drop PG and add incest, it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, and it looks like pajamas crawling towards the rope in pain. Scott. Doubling down on that pain, hitting a big German suplex, tossing Joey Bananas, Joey Pajamas across the ring, forcing our newest newest competitor to roll outside, grabbing his back. I don't know if that's from earlier with his brother or of what Scott's done to him. <laughs> looks like Scott's, no. ta Scott's tagging in Scotty, and then, oh, uh, it looks like he's got on all fours outside of the ropes. What's going to be doing? What's Scotty doing? Bouncing off the ropes, uses Scott as leverage to jump higher into the air, diving over the ropes. Oh, beautiful senton. On to our boy, the, the hottest new LGBT superstar, <coughs> Joey Pajamas. Scotty rolling Joey into the ring, but it, oh, it looks like Johnny is offended at what Scotty has been doing to his brother, jumping off and arguing. With the, uh, with the newly crowned champion. These two are fighting back and oh. forth. Scott yelling. Scotty, somebody is definitely offended. <laughs> Scotty, uh, Scott yelling from the inside of the ring, and it looks like things are getting heated by the two. Johnny shoves Scotty, but Scotty responds, oh, with a big SMG, <clears throat> sending I really, I really hope Joey, Joey and Johnny don't win. I don't need to make a celebratory making out in the ring in front of these fans. God damn it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Scotty rolls rolls into the ring, smiling, stomping his foot. Oh, he's tuning up the crew, not the fans, preparing for a big Scotty kick. And Pajama's making it back to his feet. I guess you could say Scotty was raising the banana. Raising the banana. And then Scotty tags in Scott, picking up Pajama's. For that big pop-up powerbomb as Scotty catches him in an SMG. A devastating double-team remover they refer to as like father, like son. This is a family affair in this match, ladies and gentlemen. Gets, On both sides. Gets the pin. One, two, three, ladies and gentlemen. 
the tag team known as I2I, Scott Moore and Scotty Moore, in their first outing as an official tag team. They have won. Oh, but before they can get to any celebrating, it looks like two men have jumped out of the audience and begun attacking eye to eye. Oh, and they're falling to the ground in pain as these two hooded figures. I I've got no idea who these mystery men could be as they suddenly are just attacking, attacking eye to eye viciously. Scotty getting clotheslined out of the ring. Are these Scott the sensors from the news station <laughs> trying to shut us down before we go further with bananas and pajamas? It's, it's the fucking FCC. They're on to us. <laughs> it looks like Scotty. I thought they. I thought they didn't dare venture this far into Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're a lot more bold now with the current administration. Uh oh, and it looks like it looks like the two men are standing in the corners, getting ready for something. As Scott makes his way to his feet, and they hit. Oh my God! The fall of man! I know where we've seen that move before, ladies and gentlemen. And these men remove their hoods to reveal the ascension. After, of course, betraying his team, Team JWF, at Los Trios Tangos, Connor has returned with his tag team, Connor, tag team partner, Victor. And it looks like these two men are here for a reason. They've actually walked over to Shibata, our referee, shoving him over and holding the JWF titles high in the air. Well, it looks like... The Ascension is here, and they are not happy about what's happening in the JWF Tag Division. But let's be honest, who can blame them? <laughs> in, in the, uh, if I hope we have our own, like, uh, not, uh, what's the word, slammies? And worst segment of all time? He's got to go to that, I think. But of good, course, good. we could we could do way worse. Come, I give us another twenty minutes. We can make this more offensive. <laughs> but of course, uh, speaking of the Slammies, if we're talking about match of the year, we might have to go back to a match that happened at Los Trios Tangos, where the Dylan took on Momoa Curry in what was an absolutely heartbreaking, heartbreaking match to watch. As Momoa Curry unfortunately fell prey to Dylan's punch to the dick, and has now retired. From JWF, which I know he was a man who influenced me to get started in wrestling. Blake, I know for a fact you were a huge Cur you Curry Mania was running wild when you were a kid. He raised me. Wait, like, yeah, what? of course he's raised all of us through watching him on television. No, and he's my dad. <laughs> this is the episode where the JWF. This is our Attitude Era promo, except instead of us all getting more attitude, it all gets more dumb. When I was when I first saw him <clears throat> at my first wrestling show, I just screamed, "That's my dad! That's my dad!" And he looked at you and said, "Yes," and you're like, "Oh shit!" Wait, what? <laughs> but of course, uh, is Momoa the yes your mom? <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Momoa may be gone, but one man is not, and that is the Dylan, a man who many people have said wouldn't be able to handle the pressure of, of course, ending the career of a legend like Momoa Curry. But of course, one of our top interviewers, Honeypots, is backstage with Dylan right now, and he's got a few questions for him. Let's have a listen. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. It's me, Honeypots McPinky Winky Pinky Pie. And I am here with the man who ended the career of a legend at Los Trios Tangos, the Dylan. Now, Dylan, many people would say that the hardest part of your journey is over. You defeated Momoa Curry, but others say that your career now has weight to it. A forever damning blight on your record. You have retired a legend. How do you respond to that? 
Well, you buy me shit. I would respond to it by saying, I don't really care what they have to say. I have a blight on my career because I want to met really a blight. The whole locker room now no longer smells like crappy fish sticks and seaweed. That that's that's a blight. Okay, sure, we'll go with that. You know what? Actually, for once, I I don't feel any weight on my shoulders. I'm uh, I'm, I'm walking on sunshine, Limey boy. We're we're uh, we're we're in the good times here. Sun is shining, birds are chirping, the people in the audience only smell half as horrible as usual. You know, things are, uh, things are going pretty well, but, you know, weight might be off my shoulders, but journey's not done. I, I still have business left. Uh, oh, so, so you're saying that the Dylan has more to do in the JWF, uh, many thought that you'd be leaving after your match with Atlos Trios Tangos, uh, how do you respond to that? Well, you see, I, I am leaving. I'm... God knows I'm counting the days, but you see, I have some things I need to take care of first, and I've decided, you know, I want to leave being seen as merciful. I don't want this company to suffer any longer. So, like, you know, at the end of Old Yeller, I'm going to put a bullet in this bitch. I'm going to take the title off the platus pansy on the planet, and I'm going to drive out of this town... And burn everything behind me. You know, it's just you let this area have a clean start from the ashes. Let it rise like a phoenix. Because I believe it can. I believe once the horrid, festering, pus-ridden mass that is the JWF is removed from this area, it'll just see a whole new golden age. It'll be like the roaring 20s all over again. If this city even has anybody that, you know, lived long enough to remember that era. But, you know, we're uh, we're going to see how it goes back. And I know one thing for sure is that Blake Tanner better get ready because I'm taking that title back. Oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Blake Tanner. Blake Tanner thought he had the biggest fight of his life at Los Trios Tangos against the VWO. But I think there may be a bigger fight awaiting him. As Dylan comes to put a bullet in this bitch, as it were. As, oh, God, as he faces it, it looks like he's making a bid for Blake Tanner's title. Blake, how do you feel about this? Oh, Blake seems very upset. Blake seems terrified. I'm crying. It's okay. Oh, fuck. Very, very emotional, Scotty. Very emotional. Uh, we, un we understand. Oh, my God. But someone else who was emotional, ladies and gentlemen, was, of course, Captain Tibbs, a man who had a lot riding on this most previous pay-per-view, Los Trios Tangos. Of course, the JWF being invaded by the WWE. If WWE had won, who knows where Captain Tibbs could have been. He's lost the man known as Momoa Curry. He's lost the VWO from the company. A lot's been going on in the life of the man known as Captain Tibbs. And so he's actually in the ring right now for a little bit of a, uh, I guess you would call it a state of the JWF address. So let's go hear what Captain Tibbs has to say. Hello! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this, the annual state of the JWF address. Women, children, all people of all ages, you have come here tonight to listen to me talk about things that I know about. <clears throat> so why are you all here? 
Well, I, Captain Tibbs, the owner and sole proprietor of the JWF, and a damn, damn fine-looking son of a bitch, <laughs> I'm very happy to address you, because our JWF boys have been victorious. They put up a hell of a fight at Los Trios Tangos. <laughs> they took down a beast, a monster among men, <laughs> and it turns out that the JWF can face any challenge. But we did not come out of JWF mm, Los Trios Tangos without adversity. You see, the JWF, it seems, had a turncoat, a Judas, as it were, in our midst. Damn fine song, by the way, by Fozzie. Judas, good, good, go check it out. He's a Benedict Cumberbund in the form of uh, the former rat boy, Connor. It seems that he's gotten back together with his buddy, Victor, and they've reformed the Ascension. And the Ascension wants a title shot. And they think that I'm just going to hand him a title shot. Well, damn it. It has to be earned. So Ascension, you're going to earn that title shot in a week from now in a number one contenders match facing the men who you were too cowardly to do what they could do. And that... <clears throat> that rat boys is the brunch boys. So you know what? You're going to get their rematch and they're going to get their payback on you. You you rat bastard boys. And now moving on. That's not all that happened at Los Trios Tangos. No, we we had a we had a hard loss. The loss of a legend. The loss of a good friend, the loss of Momoa Curry. A man who has been a rival to me, a friend, a driving partner, a dancing partner, and just the best damn buddy that anyone could ever have. So I want to let you know, ladies, gentlemen, and Momoa Curry, you will always be my friend. But with you gone, well, I have some good news. So too are those vape-blowing, cotton-mouth, ohm-blasting sons of bitches known as the VWO. I knew, I knew, I knew that my BS boys, that they would get the job done. They'd take them down. <laughs> one by one. Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, and Scott Moore. Boom, boom, boom. They defeated Justin Travis and Griffin Clouds. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye, so long, off Wiedersehen, adieu to the VWO. And I'd like you all to join, join me in singing it now. Say, say, say. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, that's music I thought we wouldn't hear ever again. That's the music of the VWO. Is It looks like they're coming through, they're coming through the audience. They don't look happy at all either, ladies and gentlemen, surrounding the ring. And I Captain mean, Tibbs. I mean, they did lose their jobs. I, I feel the unemployed are genu generally more crabby than other people. I'll say yeah, that. and do you think that the JWF has great unemployment benefits? Oh, oh, oh no, sir. And clearly we don't have, have good security. <laughs> and clearly we don't have good security either. As the VWO, these invaders are surrounding the ring. And Tibbs, I'll tell you what, for once in his life, Tibbs looks terrified. As well, the maybe VWO, he should have paid security then. <laughs> should have had security. Oh, but I don't think Tibbs needs security. Going off with some punch of his punches of his own. Take it out, Travis. Take it out, Clint. Captain Tibbs is on a rampage. I th I think he was took some stuff before. 
before the show tonight, which may explain the promo he cut. But uh, but he is going wild on these VWO boys. But oh, unfortunately, a big shot to the back of the head from Travis puts Tibbs on the ground, and that number game catches up to him oh so quickly. And it looks like the VWO, oh my god, the VWO have gone crazy. Taking apart the ring, taking apart the ringside area, the, the announce table, everything. They are leading a swath of destruction behind them in what may be the biggest VWO attack of all time. Alright, and it looks like, oh my god, it looks like they're picking up Captain Tibbs. His body is barely moving, but Travis bounces off the ropes. Oh, big vape and boot. Sins. Sends our owner, our faithful Captain Tibbs, to the outside. And it looks like Griffin is laughing, grabbing a microphone. And as his brothers pick Tibbs up by the bloodied skull, forcing him to look up at Griffin Clouds. Hey, Tibbs. So I heard you wanted to say goodbye to us. You know, after after you forced us out of our jobs, you, you wanted to say us goodbye. You wanted to wave to us as you knocked our asses with the door. Well, listen up, Tibbs. There's only one way that the VWO says goodbye. And I think you know what that means. Oh, my God. And Travis, Travis has picked up Tibbs. And he, no, no, no. Oh my god, he hits Tibbs with a vicious bait breaker. That move that almost got them disqualified a few pay-per-views ago. The move that won them the JWF tag team titles. The most dangerous move in the JWF. And it looks like Tibbs is convulsing outside of the ring in pain. But wait. Oh my god, Justin's picked up Tibbs. Handing him off to Clint who's standing on the announce table high above everyone else. And he's picked him up for the under vapor. And Griffin Clouds runs across the ring, springboarding off the rope, sailing like a majestic eagle across ringside. And it's a massive under vapor through the table. Ladies and gentlemen, Captain Tibbs has been destroyed. His skull is bleeding as the VWO laugh, laugh at him, jumping over the guardrail and exiting the JWF forever. Well, ladies and gentlemen... If the VWO had to go out, I guess they went out as they lived with massive destruction. And we've got, of course, our emergency team on standby checking out Captain Tibbs, putting him on a stretcher and leading him to the back. This has been an absolutely vicious assault. And what does that mean for the future of the JWF? Of course, we I think Tibbs is still screaming. I think he's still cutting that promo. <laughs> But of course, as we know, apparently we really next... need to find his dealer. He is clearly getting the good <laughs> shit, not sharing. <laughs> but of course, as we know, uh, he, there is something Tibbs has announced for next week, and that is a number one contenders match between the Ascension and the Brunch Boys to determine who will become the number one contender. To... Oh wait, is that what he said? I kind of got lost in the middle of listening to that promo. <laughs> Yes, of course, there's going to be a number one contenders match between those two teams to determine who faces eye-to-eye at the next great JWF pay-per-view, which is, of course, Barcade, coming soon to a YouTube channel near you, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, who knows what's going to happen next week between possibly... That's the, that's the pay-per-view where we get to do commentary drunk, right? I was promised open bar. <laughs> uh, you, it's, that's it's BYOB. Every, that's every pay-per-view, by the way. <laughs> but uh yes, yeah, so it turns I guess next week we're gonna see what happens next with Dylan, what happens next with Blake Tanner, eye to eye, and of course 
what happens with Captain Tibbs possibly gone from this company. But that'll only be determined next week. <laughs> I think Tibbs was already gone, Scotty. <laughs> but of course, ladies and gentlemen, you'll only find out what happens with that next time on JWF War. So, boys, what did you learn this week? Um, I wrote down what I learned, but it mysteriously got ripped up into a bunch of different pieces. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the Scotty's saddest wrestling memory was losing his lollipop. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that apparently, um, we don't have the money for security, but we do have the money for that, like, weird, like, scooter slash cooler that Tibbs rides around on backstage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. He went to a trip to Orlando and he came back with that thing. And I learned, and Is I that learned... why James Storm keeps sending us hate mail? <laughs> And I learned that the JWF Ratitude Era has begun. <laughs> the Ratitude Era is here. Um, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Uh, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Uh, but, but, by the way, I need you to ri- I need you to tweet at uh, at Chucky T and let him l- let him know that we think he's doing great in the World Tag League. All he's right. cutting some. He's cutting some sick promos, and by sick promos, I mean the really awkward, like classic best friends promos. You should really go on YouTube and find them, Scotty. You'll love them. Okay. Oh, he's doing great. Uh, you can find me at Blake A Tanner on Twitter, uh, at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. V i d y a. Do some video game stuff, and you can find me and Scotty in our other podcast. We do a load of BS. Take it away, Scotty. Hey, at Sexy Chucky T, doing great in hashtag World Tag League, my dude. Hashtag RT and follow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sexy Chucky T. No, at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E. M.O., you can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, A Tale of Dicks and Dishbags. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P is how you spell it and find it. Make sure to check out this podcast and all the other amazing BS Network podcasts over at a load of pure BS. Dot com. We've got this show, A Load of BS, um, my show Opposite Attractions, where I design my own theme park with my buddy Jim Murphy. That's all going to be available for you over at A Load of Pure BS.com. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure to comment, subscribe, like, do all that. If you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes, do the very same. And uh, if, you guys, uh, if you guys feel generous, if you uh, want to be given back this season, go to bit.ly slash bsvscancer and donate to the official BS Network extra life sh- uh, extra life campaign we of course have been doing streams every monday wednesday and friday and then i believe this sunday blake is our crazy amazing 24 hour stream of awesomeness so we're gonna die during that probably um uh, but oh if- boy i didn't know about I call, this I, I called dibs on your roman reigns fest <laughs> yeah after, <laughs> after the death and then, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that's all going to be on twitch.tv slash a load of BS. So you guys can find us there and donate over at bit.ly slash BS vs cancer. That's BS versus cancer. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. 
Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!